listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Moddy Body podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Red by Moddy Body is sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains so we can ditch pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all too relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. There comes a time when we all have to get our first part-time job. It might be part of your school's curriculum to have a professional work experience, or you simply just want the extra money in your pocket. I was 13 years old when I landed my first job at a fast food chain. I was so excited to get free chicken at lunch and money in my bank account. Working for the first time taught me so many important life skills, like how to manage my schedule and how to multitask. But it also taught me how to stand up for myself when parts of my job didn't feel right. Someone else who understands the exciting and nerve-wracking experience of working for the first time is Serena Dalton. Today, Serena shares the story of her first part-time job and all the ups and downs that come with joining the workforce. When she was 17, Serena Dalton got her first job working at a pizza restaurant, but the workforce wasn't as simple as she thought. She encountered lots of conflict with her manager, but it taught her how to stand up for herself, how to have difficult conversations, and how to navigate conflict with authority figures. Welcome to the podcast, Serena Dalton. How are you? Uh, very good. Thank you. Very, Happy very to cool. be here. Very excited. Yeah, of course. And you're here today to talk to us about your first job. Yes, that is correct. What was your first job? Yeah, so um, my first job was in year 10. Uh, it was actually working at a pizza place. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not not Mama too exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like the the call girl, I guess if you could call it that, like I basically took orders. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I took orders for pizzas. I don't know if I can name drop crust pizza. Yeah. Oh, crust pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Willoughby. That okay. was my first job. Yeah. And yeah. how did you go about getting your first job? Cause there was a lot of, when I was younger, my mum was like, you need to get a job yeah. as soon as you're, what was the age? It's something really weird, like 13 and six months or yeah. something. Yeah. Very specific. And I remember putting together my first resume and now that I look back on it, it's the most pathetic thing. It's like my subjects at oh. school, English, maths. Yeah. <laughs> like it, felt, it feels like now I'm like this is not relevant. Absolutely. I mean your resume is hardly ever relevant to whatever job you get sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure like if you're doing a law degree or being a doctor, of course. Yeah. But most of the time it's not necessarily that relevant. But going around and handing it out – Felt like the scariest, most grown-up thing in the world. Absolutely, yeah. That I was terrified. So, so terrifying. Um, I think, and yeah, exactly, like, focusing on, like, things that you thought were so important. Like, mm. being on, like, a sporting team was, like, such a pr- – like, and it is. It is a proud achievement, but, like, thought that that was the difference between getting a job, like, at a pizza place. But, yeah. like, it doesn't really make sense. You were like, yes, I was in, like, the A's basketball team. Like, they're going to hire me. I mean, it does yeah. show commitment. especially. It's true. It does show commitment. Um, but I, I remember I had one girl who said to me, oh, if you don't do Duke of Ed, you're, you're not going to get was, a job. Yeah. 
there was a massive thing around Duke of Ed. It was like was, so like, yeah, so if you want a future, do Duke of Ed. If you don't want a future, <laughs> don't do Duke of Ed. And I was so sad because I was like, oh, I'm never going to get a job. <laughs> and now I realise it's so, you know, yeah. your experience is important, but you don't need to have the same experience as no. everybody. And you no, don't yeah. need to do Duke of Ed to get a job. You don't. You don't. There are other ways. <laughs> so what was on your resume leading up to your job at Crust? So... Uh, funny like confession at this point I don't even know if I had a resume like I actually got the job through um uh, another girl at my school good so old she, fashioned yeah. nepotism nepotism <laughs> baby so they basically did a um a post a Facebook post yeah. on our like year year group Facebook page mm. they were like oh we're looking for more people to work uh at the crust pizza in Willoughby and I was like I live next door Absolutely. And I, I didn't think, of, yeah, I didn't think of about it for a second. I just like jumped on the opportunity. I was so excited. Mm. I had just moved back from Singapore. So I'd never like worked. And I, at this point I was already 16. And yeah. so I was like in Singapore, I was an expat. So you couldn't work. Oh. Um, yeah. Because of, you know, visas li- and stuff. Visas like and stuff. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Anyways. So hadn't really thought about it. As soon as I'd moved back, all my friends had jobs and I felt like you know, a little bit left out because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I've never oh. had a job before. And so this was just like a random opportunity and I didn't think twice. Like I was just like, yes, yeah, grabbed it straight away. But you had to interview for it. Yes. You? So interviewed and then did like a trial. I might have had like a like a rough uh, resume that I probably handed in that honestly I think my sister would have sent me, my older sister would have sent me like her resume and then I would have just kind of like changed the name. information. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. just like use it as a <laughs> change the name and like, yeah, we do. We do the same subjects. Yeah, I was born four years prior yeah. to my birthday. <laughs> I've already graduated, but I'm in year 10. This makes sense. <laughs> this is fine. Um, yeah, so just kind of jumped on the opportunity. I think I was a bit too desperate for a job. It was an interesting experience. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> a um, <laughs> what was the interview like? Like, did you find that very nerve wracking? So, I was very sweaty in my first interview. Oh, absolutely. Would have been very sweaty, would have been very awkward. I think it was like a, a really short interview. It wasn't like a, like a proper interview where like they sit you down. It, it was like, 10 minute chat and then being like cool uh you seem fine like you seem nice enough you don't seem like a crazy person like all right uh we'll give you a try so then I had like a trial for like that night so it was like interview into trial yeah so it's pretty full-on they were like bam you're here you might as well show us what you've got yeah yeah and what was the trial like was it trial by fire like did they just throw you into the deep end or were you Um, were you shadowing somebody it was kind of like teaching so I think from what I can remember, the manager was like, okay, this is a register. Mm. <laughs> now, like, let's press these buttons. And I was kind of just, like, mirroring uh, whatever he was doing. Um, yeah. And then eventually, I don't think I had, like, picked up the phone. It was more just, like, learning to, like, exist in the space and, like, how things worked. Yeah. And just, like, they were mainly kind of gauging what kind of a person I was. So it was, like, a weird trial slash interview being, like, who is this person? Yeah. I was quite nervous. I remember I didn't ask enough questions. And I, when I think back to my first job, I'm, like, God, I just should have asked more questions. Like, I should have <laughs> been, like, I don't know, like, please tell me again. Like, I don't understand. But I think I was trying to play really cool and, like, not give off that I had never worked before. I was like, yeah, like, I know what I'm doing. And I don't know about you in those situations, Mm. but sometimes I feel like I've just forgotten how to speak. 
Like uh, it's not yeah. even a nervousness <laughs> thing. It's just that I physically can't get it out of my chest into my mouth to Absolutely. into the world. I just Absolutely. don't know how to speak. Yeah. And so much so. Yeah. And <laughs> like I remember flashbacks. I'm having many flashbacks of me serving customers being like, ah, ah, you, you change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just stumbling on words. Yeah. And I, because I also worked in a, I worked for KFC in my first job. Mm. And so I remember my first trial shift where I was shadowing. Yeah. And the people I was working with were trying really hard to get like, any kind of personality out of me, yeah. any kind of friendship. <laughs> and I just was like, chill out, dude. <laughs> I was like deer in headlights. It's KFC. <laughs> like it's not like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And so what was your working experience like after yeah. getting the job? Did you have a longer trial period or was it literally just that evening that you got? I think it was kind of just that evening. It was like, thanks for coming. Like we'll let you know. Here's a free pizza. So nice. like that was nice. I was like, even if I don't get it, I get this like barbecue pizza, chicken pizza. Like I'm happy with that. And then later they were like, yeah, you seem all right. Like you probably need a bit more time to really like figure this out. But mm. um, they like gave uh, gave me a chance. Um, yeah. yeah. And then from that, I just kind of got into it. But again, I didn't ask enough questions. So when they tried to get me to like work at the front of the shop, which was like uh uh, taking people's payments and, and like being one-on-one with the customers. Um, I was really, really awkward. And I was like, Aww. really, I had convinced myself that like, I couldn't deal with like money or change. Like I was like, I don't know how to count. So I'd be like, oh, I think I give you 30 cents back. And it was like so stressful, but I could have just asked for help. Like I really could have just been like, I don't know. I guess also like looking back, I'm like, fake it till you make it. Like yeah. no one walks into those jobs like, being like, hey, it's my first time. No one expects you to like just be like a pro. Like you, no one is yeah. like born ready to like work at a pizza place. Like, yeah. No one's born ready to do anything, but it's like just us. But I really wanted to like be cool and come across as like being Super really on top of it, being really chill. But it was like the opposite. <laughs> and how long did you work there? Um, I probably worked there. Oh, between six months and a year right. and then like kind of when school got a bit more serious like it was kind of okay to like stop working like yeah. because for me I was mainly just working for the pocket money like I wasn't didn't need the money right right yeah. right I see and yeah. so in that course of a year did you feel yourself grow yeah I think so I think confident grows with time mm-hmm. um yeah definitely the beginning was awkward Ended up working less at the front and then more at the back. Um, and was that your decision or was that, like, did you say, oh, I'm not really enjoying the front? No, I think they just saw how awkward I was <laughs> and they were like, you're really confident on the phone. How about you just like head back there and just like take phone phone calls? And I was like, okay. That's and, nice. and pack salads. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Which was actually more social, which was fun because you were back in the back with everyone. It, I wasn't working that much. Like I was working like maybe like four hours a week. So like there was limited growing. Mm. Um, it was a good experience, but I think I didn't like push myself enough to like speak up for myself, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge – learning to negotiate in a workplace at such a young age yeah. is really difficult, particularly because – and this is going to sound really cynical of me, but sometimes not everybody has your best interests at heart. Yeah. Because my first job in KFC, I was very much underpaid and I was very lucky that my mum, or my first job in hospitality, I was underpaid. And Mm -hmm. I was very lucky that my mum, who's an accountant, identified that and said, you know, you need to have these discussions. This is really awkward for you. 
it's uncomfortable, but you need to learn to speak for yourself in a workplace setting. And I remember confronting them and just thinking, oh, my God, like it's just a dollar more. <laughs> like I'm living at home. Just give me my extra mm. dollar. And they ended up justifying it, saying that it was a part of their laundry budget. And it's weird because you, at 14, yeah. what are you meant to do with that information? You don't know what your right no. is. You don't know what your rights are. They don't teach you that at school. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think it was like kind of one of those. And like even just thinking about that, like as a kid, you feel like you can't. Um, speak up like you really can't because you're like I'm lucky enough to like even have a job like most of my friends still want a job and they can't get a job yeah because you know it they seem so scarce scarce at that age yeah um yeah like no one wants to speak up and it's like so like upsetting that Mm. like kids are just like oh I'm so underpaid and like all these like problematic things are happening at work or like my manager was like really disrespectful Mm. or like said something that was not okay Mm. like as a kid, you're just like, that's fine. Did you, who did you speak to in yeah. regards to your experience at work? Did you speak to your parents? Did you speak to somebody at school? Did you speak amongst your friends? Yeah. I mean, I had friends who worked with me lucky enough, which kind of made it easier. So when like weird things happened, like if a manager like was like yelling and like was a bit crazy, I was like, that was hectic. Like that happened. That guy yeah. just like, like this one time I was like on my phone and the um, the owner of the store who doesn't come in very often, he every now and then, like maybe once a month or something, he'll come in and just kind of check on in in on the store, right? Yeah. And so I was on my phone because I was waiting for a call and I wasn't getting a call. And he like comes up to me like out of nowhere and just like smacks the table really hard and is like yells at me. He's like, get off your phone and like we're not paying you to be on your phone. And it was just like really intense and like quite frightening and like really invading my space. And like he didn't physically like hurt me or anything, but just like emotionally it was quite intense like I was like oh my god oh my goodness but like again like kind of kept quiet about it I think I had said something to a friend being like that was crazy that was like kind of scary ha 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 laugh it off were they around Was your friends around when this happened did they hear it I don't think so I think I might have been the only like I might have been the only person taking calls that night there could have been like I can't really remember a friend like doing packing salads in the back room and like someone could have been at the front but no one was like next to me from memory um yeah so that was crazy and I think just as a kid being like this is how it is and then just being like yeah I did do the wrong thing like I was on my phone and absolutely just like internalizing not being like oh that that guy was kind of crazy yeah (laughs) no it's just not appropriate it's just not okay (laughs) I mean yeah yeah, fair I remember actually once being told for being on my phone at a job Mm. and being so scared never doing it again I was like oh cow it's in my my bag I'm never touching again (laughs) which is fair you probably shouldn't be on your phone during a job but there's a way to behave yeah in a like in a corporate work professional environment Smacking your hand in the table isn't one of them. I know, exactly. And it was like very much invading my space as well, like very much like in very intimidating, especially for like a young girl who's yeah. just like, I'm really nervous working at this pizza place. Like uh, this is like crazy that I even have a job and like, you know, being quite insecure and then having someone just be like black in your face. Is did quite- you ever speak to, did you ever speak to somebody about that incident? Like was no. it ever reported back to him? No. No, which is crazy, like literally because just like before, like before today I was kind of reflecting on it and I was like, wow, like so many things as a kid you just kind of let slide. Mm. I think just like as kids and as teenagers we just, 
accept things, unfortunately, for what they are. And mm. a lot of the time we, like, don't speak up, mm. um, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and, like, if you feel uncomfortable, like, you should tell, like, a family member or you should tell an older sibling. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even... In like telling a family member is one thing. One thing I wish I had a bit more of at school was somebody who I could speak to, like not the counselor, obviously, yeah. but I wish there had been some form of careers advisor mm. or, you know, practical life experience coach that you could go to and say, what are the rules? Like, what can I, yes, what can I do yeah. next to not report this, but like, how do I negotiate? How do I do this in a professional way? Yeah. I mean, you it's just, we just don't know the legal side of things as a kid. And even no now, we're still figuring it out, like, all the time, being like, is this legal? Oh, I have no idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I am really, I'm trying so hard to keep up, but it just feels like, feels like I'm never going to get there. Yeah. yeah, but we can always ask for help. You we can know? always ask and for help. And working is a huge thing at a yeah. young age in getting your first kind of taste of freedom outside of yeah. your family, which is I think why I would really like to have some kind of advisor at school or something. Yeah, I think that I think it's an awesome idea. Like because I think there should be absolutely Yeah. Something like when that. When you did you enjoy that freedom? Was that what yeah. did what did you think having money or having a tax file number or having yeah. all those things <laughs> Ooh, tax yeah, file number. <laughs> afforded you? What kind of so glamorous. Did you Go out and yeah. and spend your money. Yeah, I was a bit of a spender. I'm still a spender. <laughs> I'm still a spender now. It's a problem. We're working on it. <laughs> um, yes, it was quite exciting. Honestly, I'm kind of the same as I am now, which is quite funny, like reflecting on my habits. Most of the money went towards clothes and food. <laughs> um, kind of the same. Um, but, yeah, it's awesome at that age to be like, you know, I'm going to the movies by myself now and I'm, I paid for those movie tickets and I paid for that popcorn. So, like, I can eat that popcorn and no one can tell me otherwise. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, rather being like, Mom, please. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can I please have $20 to go see a movie? And then her being like, it's so overpriced. And you've been like, hey, just stay my- home and watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which now I'm so on board with. I have Same. not been to the movies in so long. Exactly. But back then I remember thinking, Mom, please, all my friends are going. I need to go. I need to, I need to be there. Literally. I need oh, yeah. to be my one mom, of 20. My mum never like refused to buy us popcorn at the movies growing oh, up because yeah. she was like, $8 sorry, yeah. for popcorn. She was like, no, no, no. This makes no sense. And so we'd like make us bring like our own popcorn from home. We were just like so sad. We were like, this is fine, but it's not, it's not movie popcorn. You well, know? see, we ran down and went to the 7-Eleven across the street and we'd get like a dollar slushy oh, nice. instead of paying for the big slushy mm. at the movies. I know, movies. so surprised. Like so a dollar at 7-Eleven is like six bucks at the movies. What's going on? But I think back then when I had my first job and I had this money, I was like, it's important that people see that I'm buying the slushie <laughs> at the movies to see I have oh, a job now. Yes. I have money. <laughs> I may look small, but I'm mighty. Like, look at this. <laughs> look at this power. My Ooh. life attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, but, uh, yeah, so that – do you – did anybody teach you about saving? Did your parents, like, when you got a job, were like, okay, now's the time to learn about yeah. budgeting? Because my mum tried to mm. and – I mean, I am. I live out of home. I'm capable of my yeah. own finances now, but not thriving in it. Like I'm not, you know, I can't save every penny. Figuring it out. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did anybody teach you about like saving and spending? Or? Like a little bit. Like I feel like my mum's a pretty savvy woman. Like yeah. she's always kind of been like, you know, if you're getting if you're getting a meal, do you really need a drink? Like just bring a water bottle along. Yeah. Like save those three, four dollars. It makes a difference. So I feel like I've always kind of had that mentality, and like 
buy things when they're on sale and yeah. like, you know, just like save, save a bit here and there. Budgeting is good. Like I learned to budget when I had a goal. And yes. I think that's the best thing. If you don't have a goal, when what it's was your a lot goal? Harder to save. So I didn't have a big goal until I had just uh, graduated high school. So yep. it was like end of year twelve, and I was like, I'm so sick of studying. Like I want to go on a gap year. So mm-hmm. um, started like having that goal of yep. like a big. That was like a really big goal to save like a couple thousand dollars to go traveling. Yeah, so, and you weren't working at Crust at this time. You got no, a different job. Yeah, no, no, I had moved on from Crust. <laughs> Thank you, Crust for life lessons but no more crust. Did it help having that first job on your resume when you got your second job? absolutely. I think it just makes it easier because you're like, hey, I've got some experience not just babysitting. As much as like babysitting and odd jobs like that are great, like to be like, hey, I understand how to use a register, like basic stuff like that. I can count. (laughs) Still still figuring that one out. It doesn't matter. We have calculators for that. Calculators. Calculators. (laughs) And would you, going back at that, time in your life and getting your first job and you said you kind of feel like you jumped into it a bit too quickly yes what advice would you have given to your younger self looking at getting a job and getting work experience yeah absolutely I guess looking back to myself I would say like slow down Mm. (laughs) like you don't have to take the first opportunity like awesome take opportunities for sure but kind of shop around yeah and also like you get a choice as well. Like it's not just like they choose you, you choose them. So yeah. like if they're like, hey, Serena, you're really fantastic and you'll like have a funny feeling in your stomach that this place is kind of not great, there's mm. something off about it, like listen to that. Uh, I think yeah. as a as a char- as a teenager, like we constantly try to like not listen. We don't trust our inner voice yeah. and like that little, the, those gut feelings, we try to like push them away but like I think they're really important to listen to so yeah and um yeah and speak up ask questions um yeah if something funky happens like speak up if you can yeah definitely it's great advice thank you (laughs) thank you for coming no worries getting a part-time job in high school can be beneficial for so many reasons the main one extra money to spend as you wish But aside from money, a job can also help us meet new people, discover our passion and budget like a pro. Step one, create a resume outlining your skills and experience. Your high school will likely have dedicated classes that teach you through the basics of what to include in your resume. Many schools also have a careers counsellor whose role is to help guide you towards the work and career you desire. If you have one, make an appointment. They'll be able to guide you through the jobs that fit your current skill set. If you still need help crafting a stellar resume, turn to Google. There are dozens of references and templates to get you started. But remember the golden rule, always, always proofread. Next, start looking for job opportunities. It can be as simple as asking your parents or older friends if they know of any job openings in your local area. Perhaps they can even put in a good word for you. To save even more time, search for part-time jobs online. Often the stars will align and you'll find a workplace that's looking for a go-getter like you to help out. If it's your first time looking for work, don't worry about your lack of experience. All of us have to start somewhere and the majority of students enter the workforce with absolutely zero experience. There are many employers out there who are willing to give young high schoolers a chance to work for them. You just have to show that you have a good attitude and a willingness to learn. Searching for work takes time. If you've applied for a few jobs and haven't heard back from them, don't be too disheartened. Remember that rejection is not about you and know that you'll eventually find a job that you'll align with. 
Perhaps take this time to focus on your hobbies and develop new skills by volunteering or participating in extracurricular activities. Employers love seeing people take initiative and it will also give you a lot to talk about during your job interviews. Remember friends, like most things in life, applying for a part-time job is all about patience and perseverance. Enjoy the process as much as you can and don't forget to celebrate when you finally score your first gig. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Moddy Body podcast. If you enjoyed tuning into today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. If you're curious about how Red by Moddy Body underwear protects you against period leaks and you'd love to give it a try, visit the Red by Moddy Body website at moddybody.com red. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Because you've tuned into our podcast today, we're giving you a special offer that's exclusive only to our podcast listeners. Simply use our special code PODCAST and you'll get a 10% discount on any Red product, excluding bundles. Lastly, to keep up with all things Red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Red by Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.